and welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Travel. I'm sitting here today with uh, Regina von Stiglitz, who is the president of Hotel School La Hague. Regina, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having us here today. Thank you, and uh, most welcome to our uh, Hotel School de Hague uh, and at our bright new campus, uh, just renovated. So we are proud to have you here. Thank you, and it's a beautiful campus, so you should be very proud of it as well. It looks amazing. We are. We are, absolutely. Unfortunately, not, it's not very crowded due to COVID. Mm. Uh, but the moment the students and staff members can join on campus, uh, we all love it. Yeah, excellent. Okay, great. Let's get started. We always ask our guests to give us a bit of a background on their career journey and how they got to their current position. So would you mind giving us a little bit of your background and, and how it is that you became president today of Hotel School La Hague? Mm, always a good question. I always wonder why, but uh, just first to start, um, my background is not hospitality, but is computer science. Okay. Uh, and uh, my first journey uh, was in, in the industry of media, ICT, telecommunication, and multiple roles uh, from a consumer market, business market. And the, the, the main theme was always innovation, uh, uh, new services, new products, innovation, new technologies. And after 17 years in that area, I decided to switch, to switch to higher education, uh, a different higher university, applied university here in the Netherlands on that theme of creativity, uh, uh, media, ICT, uh, um, and in there I was responsible for multiple bachelors, many, many students. That was a big university. Um, and after seven years I decided it's good to have something new again and, uh, and that is that since 2016, first as member of the board and since 2018 as president of the board of directors I joined Hotel School de Hague. Mm -hmm. Um, so my background is not that much, very much experienced in hospitality. Uh, other than as a consumer, of course, mm -hmm. uh, always love traveling. Um, so that perspective I learn especially from staff members, uh, from the industry themselves, uh, and, and of course also students. Uh, I bring different things mm -hmm. to the table. Mm -hmm. Excellent, right. excellent. Now, in terms of leadership, I mean, clearly you've you've had leadership roles in your career as well, and I think all leaders today, especially over the last few years, have been challenged in terms of their own leadership style and how they execute themselves as a leader. Uh, what have been some of the, for you personally, what are some of the biggest challenges and learnings that you've experienced over the last two and a half years as a leader and head of the school here? I think at least two, also to keep it a little simple. Um, more than ever before, it's important uh, to clearly communicate uh, and since we didn't have all means of communication because we were either working from home at least at a distance um, um, the, the means we had were restricted mm. so 
using those means and exploring new means uh, because of course we embraced much more digital communication and communication opportunities but but in essence very clear communication to keep the community together uh, because going through a pandemic you only can do it together and together implies you have a community, you keep the community together. So that's the area of communication. And the other one at the end is, I think it's, we were thrown back to the fact that you absolutely needed to trust while not seeing anyone. So you're steering either a company or in my case, a school from home, from yourself, office, and you can't see anything except the very obvious interventions coming back to yourself or you are creating. And still you need to trust that education is going in the same way, probably different way, that uh, uh, teachers, staff members still find themselves uh, there to ask questions if need is required, uh, that students still are studying, although in a totally different con So the element of you trust with less signals, that was a huge learning, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. sometimes you, 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 you felt more than, than in real life, let's call it like that, where you have so many more signals, you felt that you needed yeah, to steer sometimes blind, which wasn't the case, but that felt again, you know, it's, it's always about trust. It's always about delegating. It's always about ke keeping the community together. But the extent was more. Hmm. When it comes to higher educational institutions, challenges, or let's say post-pandemic challenges, what do you believe will be the biggest challenges for institutions such as yourself here um, in a COVID world? And, and, and how will you best navigate that? So, for example, uh, virtual um, uh, classrooms, virtual systems to work within that kind of hybrid environment um, is, yeah, it's a way of managing the process, but how does it impact the student and their experience of being a student? Because I think as we were just discussing before we started, it's, this, it's a different world for, for students coming into the education system now, given the circumstances and what we went through. So what, what do you feel are some of the biggest challenges um, that are facing schools such as yourselves? Mm. Well, I think we have midterm and long-term challenges to start with. Uh, one of those midterm uh, um, challenges is, although we are in a kind of hybrid situation, currently we are still a little bit here in the Netherlands, more in a kind of lockdown, but it's not a real lockdown. But, mm. uh, but anyhow, we are somewhere hybrid in between. Uh, so we switch from fully digital to, again, uh, uh, mainly on campus because we believe that for young people coming from secondary school, uh, whether they follow vocational, but in our case, bachelor, master students, a huge extent needs to be on campus. And maybe not so much from a knowledge perspective, but since our um, uniqueness in our way of teaching, it's not only about knowledge, it's also about skills. And in our case, we make the distinction between empathy and adversity, 
well, those two components we were lucky that in our current strategy in 2010 that we already distinguished those two types of skills. And now with the pandemic, we especially experienced the adversity part. Mm -hmm. These type of skills, that learning next to getting independent of your parents, getting getting to know your own generation and also start debating, thinking about themes that matter for that generation is only done by meeting each other somewhere on campus. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, so our belief that, that certainly if you start coming from secondary school, and in our case our, our dormitories for bachelor students are mandatory, so these type of elements and on-campus education we will keep midterm long term. Mm -hmm. But our midterm challenge is um, we had such a beautiful uh, mechanism, I used already the word community, but from a student perspective is uh, older generations help younger generations. Mm -hmm. So that rooftop mechanism and in student associations and student representatives and everything we do, uh, that is something um, we we uh, we need to reinstill again. Mm -hmm. It's still there, but in which extent we lost it or not, we don't know. Yeah, so that is something that community building is something for the call it the, the short slash midterm part. Then getting back to your your um, question concerning more the the, the digital the virtual part. Um, I think we learned um, that, especially as I mentioned in year one, two, three, that on-campus element uh, um, is very important. In year four, it's less important, mm -hmm. right? And, and it's also good that students already get acquainted that that, that is a more self-studying, uh, looser and, and more responsible learning from yourself. In there, we currently also see that if you do it in a digital way or in a semi-digital way, but more digital than in the first years, you also embrace the additional possibilities. To, to give you uh, 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 an example, we have in the fourth year, we introduced minors. Uh, in those minors, we have a future of food, future of work, future of business. With that digital part, getting guest lectures or uh, uh, commissioners of those minors uh, into our Hotel School de Hague world, a digital means is wonderful because guest speakers from the States, from Asia, they can come in without traveling, so the, the, the cost amount and, and the time amount and time effort is not that big. So, so the, the, the number of guest speakers we currently have involved in those uh, courses, uh, the commissioners coming from all over the world, if you think in a longer perspective that you also might change your classroom settings from an international setting, so not only your own students, but also inviting other students so that you you build and create a totally different learning platform. Yeah. Those are things we know that we embrace, but in the extent we can have that, that also depends on the digital further evolution of beat teams or other tools, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. that's one part. The other part where we are very much involved as well is 
getting our education um, also more tech-savvy with yeah. usage of virtual reality, uh, augmented reality, uh, and the like, right? Uh, and in there, we already experiment a lot, but I'm sure that that will, will evolve anyhow with or without pandemic. Hmm. The opportunity maybe is that um, more students or staff members will grasp it without any hesitance because we, we were pushed to embrace digital. So also these type of new digital uh, uh, developments uh, might be embraced easier than maybe two years, three years before. Mm. Um, the other thing is, which we, we also need to mention, this is really for the young students, right? So, so coming from secondary school. But it will be more and more important, the lifelong learning, for, not own, for also the professionals. And the extent of digital will be over there much higher hmm. uh, than in the past, because we were used to, to, to have a course uh, inviting hospitality leaders, professionals to our school for training and flight. But in there, you have much more means and thus also much more reach. Um, to to uh, to provide education projects, uh, we call that micro credentials as well, where we are currently in a pilot to develop. That area will even more develop, and will be much more digital driven yep. than the other part. And I hope that that especially those elements, as I mentioned, you know, that you can get guest speakers, industry more involved. Mm. Uh, other industries, I mean, I'm coming from a different yep. industry, right? So so we are currently cooperating uh, um, with a technical university on robotics. Um, it is interesting for the hospitality industry, of course, about robotics and the interaction of humans and robots. But, but classroom settings with a design academy or with a technical university or a university who's in food and climate with hospitality students, all those kind of settings will get easier with digital education as a tool. Also, what in your opinion makes a successful hospitality career today? And, and what is it that sets apart Hotel School La Haye graduates in your opinion? Well, first to the first one about the hospitality industry and, 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 and being successful over there uh, in that huge uh, industry. I think, I mean, it's one of the most hurt industries due to the pandemic. Uh, and, and thus, um, adversity is a absolute must. Um, luckily, uh, uh, as I already mentioned, we, we already embraced those specific adversity skills into our education next to empathy and, and the IQ part. Um, but that makes the industry also fascinating, challenging, much more than before. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not only about running the business, running the hotel operations, but it's certainly also thinking much more in scenario planning and what if uh, in, in, in um, and of course next to the what if you need to embrace um, 
the required innovations. I mean, the, 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 the industry has uh, lost so many professionals, right? Um, whether they will return in the extent, most probably not, mm, uh, because mm. they've seen a different industry, maybe with other working conditions, whatever. Yeah, right? so, yeah. uh, there was already a shortage on that. Uh, um, and, and the pandemic even made it, certainly if we come out of the pandemic, we will see the extent of it is even worse. But that implies that our students young generations, they are the motor of innovation, they will drive that innovation, that we need to do operational tasks more smart, with less people, more smart. But that development about how you can do it, whether it's robotic or any digital thing or, or different type of organization, that is something which our students uh, need to bring and will bring into the industry. And the industry needs to be open for these groundbreaking changes. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, the dilemma is if the pandemic, if those hotels are open, they need those resources now. Mm. But it will not be available now. No. All these solutions I'm mentioning, they most probably will take five to ten years, right? So mm. there is a gap in between. Uh, but although there is a gap, that industry needs to embrace this from a long-term perspective. Mm -hmm. and, and thus that industry is extremely interesting for young people if they feel that they can contribute in the way I just mentioned. And yeah. I, I mentioned the, 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 the digital part and, and um, the resource part, but don't forget that out that, that the young generation expects of the hospitality industry to really embrace climate and to really make a, a change in that as well, right? So there are so many areas where that industry, and many other industries as well, but certainly also hospitality mm. industry can embrace. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the change in the hospitality industry um, be it due to human resources and a lack of just the, the number and amount of resources to cover, uh, well, all customer requests uh, uh, and the like. Um, um, that is a demand most probably if, if, if the pandemic uh, more or less ends and hotels can open. It's, it's a request our industry will pose to us, to vocational schools, to hospitality schools, and we can't answer in, 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 yes, we have all those resources available. So it's at the end also the hospitality industry needs to realize it, it will have, the consequences of the pandemic will be longer. There will be a transition period from five to 10 years where we have much more solutions on the innovation by, by, by means of uh, robotics, uh, that digital provides the answer, or, or a different way of working provides the answer, right? And I, w one thing I also want to, to mention, you know, that the, the core of hospitality is the human-human interaction. I mean, I, I grew up, my, my education is speaking to machines, it's totally different. But the human-human part is that you connect. Hospitality is about connecting with others. So also connecting and, and, and um, connecting to your community 
where your hotel is and looking around what you can do in terms of employment, connection towards that community, those kind of changes um, are required for the coming years. Um, and, and, and once again, not to forget the climate change as well. With those big changes, in the end, is the story we need to tell to young students that this is so challenging, um, that in this industry will change so much, and your drive as a young generation to innovate, make the world better, your little angriness towards the older generation, use that for this industry and make it better. Mm. And, and well, in our purpose, we always say create hospitable futures mm -hmm. together. These are those hospitable futures they will create with our staff members, with our industry, I'm for sure. And I think that's getting to your second question, what, 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 what does Hotel School de Hague make uh, is unique and makes specific is that our students will create those hospitable futures from small changes to big changes uh, alone and jointly, mm. certainly since they are very much towards human-human interaction. That's yeah. also a reason why they have chosen for these, this study and not a technology yeah. or something like that. So I'm very, very, um, we always see uh, our alumni, um, they always surprise us in a positive sense, you know, in terms of change mm -hmm. uh, um, and, and using the core of the hospitality uh, yeah, to, to make society even better. I'm curious to get your thoughts on why you feel p people should choose a career in this industry now, in hospitality, especially given the last two and a half years. Some people may feel like, you know, the hospitality industry has been so beaten up from, from the pandemic, it's probably going to be some time before it recovers to the, what it used to be. Is it really worth me investing my time and, and, and building a career in this industry? Um, on the flip side of that, it also does create potential opportunities and, and new opportunities. So if, you know, you, there's always a silver lining to every um, <laughs> difficult situation. Um, so why, in your opinion, do you feel that people should continue to pursue a career in, in hospitality? And how would, you, um, how would you explain that to someone if they were to come to you and say, why? Why should I? Um... Currently, it's difficult to explain. Uh, if, if you are still at kind of rethink at the tail of the pandemic. Um, but as I j already mentioned, um, there will be a huge shortage. So it's very attractive to go in it. Um, if there is a shortage, there, there, there will be change. And uh, Young people want to see change. They don't want to be in operations and in hierarchical structures. So change is definitely something. Don't forget, if you start studying now, you will end your study in four years' time. By then, the pandemic is, is, is well, I'm positive. Yeah. It's over, yeah. right? And yeah. the industry is booming again. Mm. It was always a booming industry. It will boom. Um, um, and thus, the multiplier will even get bigger. Mm. Um, so these are components um, to, 
to 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 also tell to parents and to students and again you have those general before pandemic and after pandemic i mean it's intercultural international you can travel it's human human especially interaction with other components so those are still valid but i think at the end um, you can tell the next generation this was an industry um, who experienced the consequences in the most severe manner those are the ones who will change most yeah, yeah? so if you really want to bring change along um, and and our newly introduced master by this at this academic year it's the master leading hotel transformation so if you are really thrilled to do that then start studying now by the time you are ready to go out uh, it, it the industry takes off again it's relevant more than ever uh, and you will be here mm. as well. Mm. You mentioned earlier as well in, in another in another response to a question was that you've seen we've seen as an industry a lot of talent move into other other sectors. How in your mind do you feel that as generally again as an industry how, how can we ensure that we reta retain the talent that we have but also on the flip side how do we make sure that our talented graduates leaving studies don't go into other industries as well because I know there's a high percentage of students that do choose other industries which I personally find a bit of a shame because we invest obviously in our future and our future is the, the, the next generation. Um, so how can we what can the industry do? What can hotels do, hoteliers do, to better attain and then attract, attain and then and hold that, those staff members, even through crises, even, even through difficult periods? How can we show that, that support? Because I think, personally speaking, I think as an industry, we've not been the best at that. And I think we definitely can improve. So how do you feel we can do that? Um, I mean, that was already a challenge before the pandemic. It was, right? exactly. Uh, but I think it's magnified enormously uh, due to, to, to the amount of additional people going out of the industry. Hmm. Um, yeah, and, and there are multiple reasons. Um, and one thing, I mean, we, 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 it's such a huge and, and mature industry, right? Mm. And it's, it's a corporate industry as well. And, and the reason why I introduced that, I found it very interesting, the announcement of Marriott that they will introduce a research and innovation lab. For me, that was, with my computer science background, um, I wouldn't have applied for any company, not that I was myself intending to go into a research innovation department, but at least if a company has, as a young one, innovation, then apparently it also tells something about the culture and, and that you are uh, aware about change. So these small signals about, yes, this is also an industry with innovation and research, not only within universities, because we have our research mm -hmm. center, but also within industry. Those are small signals. To give you a different example, for instance, also telling the story about how broad 
the industry is, uh, not only in terms of how do you define the hospitality industry, but even in the hotel sector, that you, you have a chief sustainable officer, that you have a chief technology officer, that of course you have a chief HR. The broad spectrum, security, cyber security, those elements, not that that our students, if I tell this story, says I want to go there, but at least to provide the opportunities that it's not only tied to operational work, mm. like service, like kitchen, because that is something which we tend to tell the story continuously. And we forget to, to, to also show them the talent programs available, very mature talent programs, other industries can copy those ones of the hospital, but we don't tell that, right? So it's telling the story, living the story as well, and also being careful, and that is something uh, which is close to my heart, you know. The, the tendency is, of course, filling the gaps in the operational work. And that no matter where you can find it, that even bachelor or master students are requested to do the operational work. Mm -hmm. But they should be much more on the corporate levels, right? So also um, be wise in um, which professional with, with which background are you placing where, not only from a short-term perspective, but especially from a long-term perspective. And I think there we need to get better in this mm -hmm. industry. That's my personal view. Yep. I'm very lucky in our research center, we do research on uh, sustainable human talent, talent management. Uh, our senior research fellow, David Brennan, Dr. David Brennan, is studying this uh, with other universities as well. Uh, a business school here in the Netherlands, Nijnerode and uh, Utrecht. Uh, together with the leading hotels of Amsterdam to uh, uh, also develop a model and, and provide advice to industry how we can do this. Because we feel, yes, this is, this is a big, big thing, uh, but it's also not easily solved. Um, and we need to be honest to each other. I think that's important, you know. Um, vocational professionals are vocational professionals and very well tied to operational. Bachelor students, they can start not during their studies. There it's important to learn also the operational side. Yeah. But once they are ready, uh, with their, once they graduated, don't push them too long or at all in the operational roles, but let them go into the innovation side so that you also really use their hmm. young innovation talents, right? So I think that's the essence yeah. uh, of this industry. Could you tell me a little bit more about Hotel School La Hague's Sustainable Hospitality Challenge? Because Leah mentioned it to me the other day and I was curious to know more about that. Could, could you elaborate on that? Yeah. Yeah, start with a small uh, history. It, it was called a Genio uh, uh, Challenge. And that was just um, a, a student challenge where we invited multiple universities once a year coming to Amsterdam, the other campus, uh, where they could battle uh, uh, amongst each other uh, for a week, developing a new hotel. And often it was related to a case study 
uh, either at the airport, so really we're still a hotel needs construction building design. They pitched it to, uh, uh, to a jury, uh, and there were multiple prices to win. Mm -hmm. uh, and the jury were CEOs or are CEOs uh, of our beautiful industry. Mm -hmm. uh, from an operational perspective as well as a technology perspective or, or purely from, from operations? Uh, it, 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 it definitely was, they were CEOs. Yeah. So it was from a hotel perspective, constructing, building, designing, operations. So okay. you needed to provide a concept right. plus a business case. Right. Right? And right. based on those com uh, components, they selected the best. And of course, presentation and all kinds of other skills. Yeah, yeah. With a be beautiful program uh, around it, so that was a one-week experience. And in um, 2018, where we defined our new strategy, we embraced uh, um, the importance of uh, SDG contributing to climate and SDGs abroad are also community. And we felt that um, this genius student challenge could evolve to something in that area. Okay. Uh, and so we did. Uh, uh, we took it on the road and it, it, uh, we, we seeked for partners. And um, last October, uh, even during the pandemic, I needed to say, is that we, we had students working on these type of projects in a digital way with semi-finals, but the finals were in September, October, mm -hmm. on the investment forum in Dubai. Oh, wow. And those students were on the main stage, the, 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 uh, the finalists, which were, in this case, five uh, different universities mm -hmm. being selected in those digital semi-final rounds and uh, they pitched their idea on the main stage in Dubai. That must have been a great experience. That was a huge mm. experience mm. for all of us, including myself. Yeah, I'm sure. Say. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the topic was you need to design a sustainable hotel concept. Right. And it went in all types of directions because we didn't frame it more than this. So some of them really designed a sustainable with, with farming hotel. Mm -hmm. And the other took the SDGs a little bit broader towards communities. So they provided a, hospi uh, a hospital or a care for elder people combined with hotel components. Um, Another one was much more into the community and community sharing. So all types of, all different types of a platform, even a platform was over there in terms of sustainable hotel bookings, what, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Uh, I pitched it out there. Uh, there was one winner, of course. Yeah, I wanted to ask uh, you the winner. Uh, it was EHL. Okay. Um, and the winner was also invited to Accor. Uh, uh, to meet uh, Sebastian Baza. Lovely. Uh, so the price was, of course, also immense. Yeah. But the interesting part is it resonated in Middle East. Uh, and that was what we as hotel school especially wanted that. In our vision, we want to contribute towards the industry in a positive impact. And this was definitely a positive impact Absolutely. for society. Yeah the relevance about sustainability, mm. the coolness about those subjects as well, 
but hmm. the potential for investing in these ideas and making this industry also in these terms better, interesting, uh, that, that was something we felt. Currently, um, uh, this will be a road that it even grows bigger. Uh, um, so it implies that uh, this challenge most probably will have on different continents first semi-final rounds before yeah. we go then to the final part mm -hmm. uh, with the potential of more ideas to be developed mm -hmm. and also to be picked up by investors. Um, so that's why I kind of wanted to ask you with, with the winners from these things, will they actually be picked up by potential projects? Will these be projects that could actually come to fruition? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we need to see whether that really happens in this round. I know that some of the students on Elements or on the whole still have contacts with yeah. some investors. Uh, but that's also something we need to develop because I just mentioned we were also very surprised yeah. you know, about the reaction. Um, we also need to develop something. These are young students, right? Yeah. And apparently they have a bright idea. Uh, but we also need to provide them some support about how you can sell this in terms of an investment without forgetting your, your own position, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and still being young and need to learn a lot. So yeah. these kind of mechanisms, because we do that as a hotel school de Hague, not because we want to earn money, because we want to drive, I mean, we want to, to provide, in first instance, a learning experience for students, a, a contact point, again, with industry and students for both sides, because industry, I know that the CEOs who always are committed to this and spend lots of time and money voluntarily next to their very tight schedule, they love it because mm. it's, mm. it's, it's inspiring. Oh, I exactly. I think it also feeds on their, uh, their they, they, they get ideas. They absolutely. Get, it's yeah. absolutely inspiring. Yeah. But still, you know, so that interaction is very important and thus it needs to have a kind of quality level because otherwise yeah. that inspiration from industry is, is, is sure. becoming less. So, so that, that, that is a reason. And of course, we, on, on the, on the climate part, we need to move. We need to have that positive impact. So mm. That's also a kind of obligation we feel. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. At the end, we are not here in terms of earning money, investment. We will support those students that if it is of interest to work further on a prototype or whatever, that they also find a kind of, call it advised heaven, advised home where they can explore whether they want to go that path, yes or no. So yeah. th those are developments we foresee for for uh, the coming two to three years. Mm -hmm. But it's exploring, learning, making failures also on this part. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely Sounds cool. great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, good. You mentioned as well partnerships and collaboration. So I wanted to kind of touch on that a bit as well. When it comes to partnerships and collaboration of the industry during the educational program, some examples and collaboration with industry stakeholders. Could you give us some of those, apart from the ones you've mentioned, but what are other ways that Hotel School La Hague works with collaboration and partnerships so that you are in, I guess you could say, inserting as much value from external sources, not just internally? Yeah. 
Just to start with the very obvious, of course we have the classical ones in terms of practical placement and, and, and those are long relations we have and value with our industry and, and the connections students then have and, and learn a lot mm -hmm. in the industry and bring back for their development. So, so, so I want to mention that first, right? And we have a second year's placement and a fourth year placement for the bachelor and also for the master's students, a shorter placement, but that, that is one very classical instrument. We'll keep that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, um, but next to it, uh, in our education, um, we we build in all kinds of possibilities for case companies, com commissioners, uh, to to ask for a project to be researched, studied, a proposal, a concept, a design, whatever. The reason why we do that, maybe I need to go back to our philosophy. I, I, I mentioned our skill set, IQ, EQ, AQ, but one. Um, it's almost in our DNA, is that it's not only about theory, it's especially important to apply theory into practice. Therefore, we also have the many outlets. Uh, so it's theory applying in real and also research applying in real and having innovation labs and researching on that, studying. Um, so that implies that the connection with industry, which we all call real, starts with our small own outlets. Mm. Um, but for us, it's important that the industry can ask any questions, be it about work, uh, uh, be it about HR, business, entrepreneurial ideas, food, climate, all kinds of, of areas, technology as well. Um, ask them and most probably they can be somewhere integrated in our uh, uh, minors, in our uh, business transformation, business analysis courses. What we do is that we, based on those questions, reflect where it fits best in which program. And then students work on those cases okay. and different student groups present different ideas, very similar to the student challenge, but then as a regular project mm -hmm. here, your normal course and as a commissioner you can take those ideas combine them in a different way at least you you get something presented right by multiple groups uh, and we do that in the master program in the bachelor on different types uh, uh, on, on different moments with different subject areas uh, beat finance I didn't mention that so um, and our intention is to have as many courses with really commissioners' industry questions as possible. Uh, because our students love it as mm -hmm, well. We mm -hmm. love it, but they love it as well. That's good. Um, so that, that is part in the education. And last uh, but not least, it's also that we our research center connects very much to the industry it's, again. Could you bring that up? I wanted to actually ask you about that as well, because what tell us about the research center. What, what, how does that work? Our research center is uh, 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 more or less seven staff members uh, uh, large. Um, they reach out to industry partners. Um, they also reach out to other academic partners worldwide. Mm -hmm. And in a combination, they will 
answer a research question. So that is a question a little bit more midterm, long term, long. Um, think about uh, we we had one of those questions together with the industry partner about the long term consequences of the pandemic in the hospitality industry. So that was a foresight how the the industry could look like in terms also of scenario planning. The other part is uh, uh, our cooperation with the technical university concerning robotics. Those hospitality robotics will also be tested in our own outlets and as a second phase most probably somewhere in the industry as well. So these type of things and it's important also to note is we believe um, that it also needs to go cross-sectoral. Mm -hmm. So our core and our knowledge is about the hospitality industry uh, we reach out to the industry to keep up to date, also in these research projects. Um, but it's also important to note that this industry can only change in the extent and have an answer to the, the big questions if you reach out to other sectors as well. And since we are a monosectoral, very specialized school, we feel that we need to have also these yeah, cross-sectoral partners. Mm -hmm. um, to give you another example, it's, it's, we do already since many years also research on food waste. We always also embrace other universities who, who, um, uh, who find solutions for food waste from a different angle. And, and if you can combine that and translate that in, in terms of applicability towards hospitality industry, you might find cool much easier solutions yep. to it. Yep. Right? Yep. And these type of research, we also do that currently with Indonesian universities mm -hmm. and uh, uh, South Asian universities mm -hmm. to also explore our knowledge over there, but also their approach bringing back to us. Mm -hmm. So getting back to, to, once again, we are a small, very bendable, flexible school, uh, but we also are more than aware that we need these other partners to inspire us, yeah. to bring those different solutions to the table, and we know that we can bring that hospitality experience mm. into these solutions again as well. Yeah. How much do you lean into the, the data and the, the feedback that you get from, from those programs, for example, and from those partners? that then would influence your um, curriculum in any way. Does that influence curriculum decisions? Yeah, certainly. I, and I can provide it in a most tangible way, is that the research, the professors in the research center also teach mainly in the master program. Mm -hmm. That is one way to make it very tangible and outcomes over there, bring it in there. The other part is that it's not only up to the professors, we also motivate uh, staff members uh, to participate in these research projects mm -hmm. and also students much more into these research projects. And not only related to courses, um, one element which makes our school very special is we call that small scale. So we have small classes, we know each other pretty yeah. well, that community. So it's intimate. It's intimate. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, but we also always engage students to go that extra mile. So we have many extra mile uh, projects. Um, just uh, an example, and there are so many examples, but um, uh, the, the TEDx license uh, is given to uh, the Hague Hospitality School uh, uh, students, so they always pr uh, make an event in accordance to those licensees uh, requirements uh, on TEDx. That's one extra mile. But also the researching side uh, and doing that can be done as an extra mile on a voluntary basis and we acknowledge that as well next mm. to your studies in terms of courses, thesis, uh, and the like. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and a beautiful example in here is that uh, uh, an initiative of students, they call themselves Sustainable uh, um, a Committee. Mm -hmm. uh, it started with renovating this building and their worries that we didn't integrate sustainability enough mm -hmm. from their perspective, mm -hmm. so they challenged us. Now they are linked to the researchers of the research center on a voluntary basis, a learning community, we call that the SDG learning community, mm -hmm. where, they, where they do all kind of research, either initiated by them, but, but then coordinated, or initiated by the lecturers in terms of food waste and all kinds of other projects. So in there they, they meet each other, inspire each other, but also you yeah, you need to deliver and yep. work, yep. work hard, but yep. you do it on a voluntary basis. Yeah, yeah. But now, as we wrap it up, we always ask our um, interviewees what are some of their most memorable experiences and favorite foods. So let's start with your most memorable hotel experience. I was lucky. I travel a lot, so I was lucky that I had many memorable moments in the in in from hotel hospitality experience, but. Um, I, th I gave it a little thought, to be honest, up front. And I remember one, and I thought, why, why does it make so, so special? Here it comes. It was a beautiful experience in Thailand. Yeah. An Antara uh, hotel it was. And why was it, it especially, I will never forget that experience, is it was at the right time, in the right context. Um, with our children, we were traveling, and that hotel was absolutely amazing with children. And not only to bring it to a childcare, but those children were two weeks fully managed, right? And at the end, while we traveled to um, uh, to the airport, and we went with a taxi out of those hotel ports, outside, they even managed a baby elephant. Well, nowadays with animals and yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure whether that is such a good idea. Yeah. But you know, they're 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 thinking of for parents an age of smaller children. It was unique. Yeah. Right now, traveling over there, it 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 isn't that relevant. You know, but mm. there they were unique. And we were lucky because we didn't know that up front, mm. right? And it was a genuine experience all over everyone in there, you know? They embraced those children and, 
well, she has a diary of, of, of that experience still, and she's yeah. 10 years older. Right? Yeah, so yeah. that is one experience. The other I want to mention is, and this was a super high-level five-star hotel, right? Other example I remember in on the Seychelles, it was a three-star hotel. But what they really brought across was genuinely their culture towards us. Yeah. And it felt, you know, the food, the food experience, the way they served, nothing luxurious, absolutely. It was just a buffet, but the buffet with the music, with everything, you really felt not being in a hotel. Yeah, yeah, right? the art of hospitality to a degree, isn't it? So these type of yeah. two memories, uh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And I had so many more, but these type yeah. of Yeah, that's great, very good. Okay, and then just finally, what's your favorite restaurant? More than ever before, I need to say, I, I really love uh, 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 vegetarian food, mm -hmm. right? Um, so experiences uh, in the restaurants of Ottolenghi or Arabian food or Asian food, you know, is, is, I mean, I mentioned Dubai, we had beautiful restaurants over there where you really have that vegetable flavor yep. uh, and not in a standard way, but really experimenting, also innovating with it. Mentioning about innovation and veg, I, I need to mention one. Here he comes, Joris Beidendijk. Mm -hmm. You need to uh, experience his red beet in Amsterdam Rex. Okay. It's also an alumnus of us, but that one is still an experience. And I didn't grasp the way he does it. I always try at home and then I mess up again. But that is really, from a vegetable mm -hmm. perspective, beautiful flavor. Okay, great. I'll, I'll look for it next time I come to Amsterdam. He's in Amsterdam. Amsterdam, uh, close to the Rijksmuseum. It's called okay. also Rijks. Okay. So you can remember. Yeah, I will, for sure. The, the, the red beet. Yeah, well, I come, to, I come to Amsterdam frequently, well, before the COVID, anyway. But, I mean, I'm half Dutch. I have family here, so I, uh, I do come here frequently. So I will s source that out. Source. For sure. And if I forget, I'll ping you and ask you again. Oh, absolutely. And right. otherwise we do it jointly. Yeah, absolutely. Why right. not? Yeah, That'd be nice. that would be cool. Very good. Looking well, forward. Regina, thanks so much for, for joining us today. I really, really appreciate you taking the time out sure. and um, obviously appreciate you being here. It's, it's very kind of you. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's very nice. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, the viewer, as well. I uh, hope you found that, that uh, interview uh, insightful, especially if you're a young person who's considering coming into the industry or wanting to study in the industry. You couldn't get a better, a better school than this one. Um, Personally, I wish I came to this school, but unfortunately I was on the other side of the world, so that wasn't possible. But I can say my father graduated from here. He's an ex-graduate um, going back a long time, but um, it is a fantastic school. And, and even he would often say to me how much he enjoyed being here. And that was, yeah. So it is a wonderful place. So make sure you, you come and check it out if you're interested in the industry. And for all of our other subscribers or viewers, thank you so much. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, it's bye for now. Bye-bye.